0: It's episode 105 of the Ottawa Podcast. I'm Amon Bashir. With me is Keegan On and Rob Atrell. And our guest today is Stefan Jurevich. Uh, How was that? <laughs> that was good. All right. <laughs> I, I, I'm almost sweating, just making sure I got this right. Uh, so first of all, welcome to the show, Stefan. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, a bunch of stuff, including your bands and uh, bands, multiple. Yep. Yeah. And then uh, some of the work you do in sort of the, the music industry in Ottawa. But first we're drinking a bit of uh hoppy beer at your
1: request. <laughs> so Rob, what are we drinking? Today, we have a beer called the Fat Tug IPA. This is, that's a weird name for a beer, but uh, it's from Driftwood Brewery. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm assuming it's a local because you, you uh, chose it.
0: Victoria, I think.
1: Oh, okay. Mm. But Semi-local. Relatively. Yeah. <laughs> relatively small. It is. It says it's brewed with the hop aficionado in mind. It's a Northwest style India pale ale with an intense hop profile. Grapefruit, mango, melon, and passion fruit as well. How's it taste? Fruity and hoppy. That's what I get. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Keegan. How you doing? Uh, it's, it's good. You know, it
2: seems to be like a, almost like a higher grade of hops, you know? Like if you have maybe, I don't like hops very much, but mm-hmm. but uh, you know there's a difference between f- people that just like throw hops into beer and and make it good. I was at Dominion City this weekend. Uh calling somebody out. <laughs> no, no. And they no, and they were talking about the, the difference between just like normal or like people who make crappy beer and just put a hops in it versus putting hops with purpose. And This tastes more like the the latter, I would say. Mm. So, so you could drink. The, you would buy this. Yeah, I I probably couldn't drink that <laughs> whole bottle, right? Okay. That's fair. To you could have a small, put glass. a few straws in it and share it with some guys. <laughs> That's
0: one way to do it. That's <laughs> fun. All right. Good for you. We're not drinking out of a bottle with straws, for no. the record, <laughs> for, for our
1: listeners. Uh, all right, Rod. Uh, I uh yeah, like Keegan said, that the, the hops really come out like strong hop flavor, not just the, kind of the bitterness of it. It mm-hmm. is it's it's pretty bitter, like in terms of beer flavor, but sure. doesn't taste seven percent either. I don't know if it's the fruit masking that kind of alcohol taste or or that just the be- hop flavor, but cool. yeah, it's good. Cool. And Stefan, you said you like it?
3: Yeah, um, I've actually been drinking a lot of uh, Pink Fuzz recently. That's been like my go-to for a beer, and it's like reminds me so much of it. It's got the you know the grapefruit and the citrus, and definitely, um, but still really really hoppy. And I think that's probably about the same percentage, but it's really good. It's like it's smooth at first, but then kicks you.
0: Absolutely, not bad. Mm -hmm. And and you're just getting into the hoppy beer, you're saying, eh? or 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 you're. you're, I mean, sort of more, I guess now
3: a little bit more over like the last year.
0: Okay, there I've go. been getting
3: yeah. like into IPAs, because I used to hate them. I could never drink them, yeah, but yeah. All right. I've been getting more and more into it.
0: Not bad. Cool. Have you been to any of the breweries around?
3: No. Um, I've been meaning to, because I know especially um, I know Whitewater is super local, and um, there's another one in Westboro, um, Beyond the Pale. I think that one's right in there, too. Uh, so,
0: that is in there. Yeah, that's yeah. right.
2: Yeah. So I'd like to go visit those, but I haven't actually been to any yet. Good
0: mm-hmm. stuff. There's, it, yeah, there's a bunch There's around. not a lot
2: downtown. I Find, I guess it's it's probably a space issue, right? It's just so down. Well, I mean, if, if you so want to
0: count Clock Tower,
2: well, yeah, Clock Tower, right? microbreweries has that. and
0: stuff, and there's uh, Lower Town is officially a brewery mm-hmm. now, three uh, brewers, uh, three brewers as well. Yeah, so, ah, okay. so this Screw you guys. <laughs> 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 but but it, yeah, it's also a space issue. There yeah, you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh so that's that. Uh so first and foremost, uh tell us a bit about yourself. Where where are you from, where are you born and raised, and, and sort of tell us a bit of your story.
3: Um I was born in Ottawa and have lived here my entire life. What part. Um grew up in Canada. Um okay. I only just moved out like to like downtown Ottawa. I live in centertown now, um about a month ago. Mm. Um so otherwise, has just been on that far side of uh, like in the West End. And, <laughs> um, pretty much just stayed in there. Went to school there. Did uh, like when I went to I went to Algonquin for uh, music industry arts, and that was like except a couple trips downtown, about as far out from like canada as i got regularly (laughs)
0: oh wow (laughs) okay you went to the city but it's still barely the city okay there you go just a
3: couple visits here and there there you
0: go when uh so let's say you were you were meeting somebody from out of town would you say you're from ottawa or from canada ottawa for sure now and and back then you and back then yeah
3: especially well obviously now um but before it was just it's more um oh i guess more people know what ottawa is rather than canada right it's a little bit more Mm -hmm. of a like whether like canada is part of ottawa i guess technically it is um but ottawa is just easier for people to understand
2: i guess i am okay just curious can you talk a bit about the music uh industry arts program you took
3: and yeah um i took it in the second year that it existed Mm -hmm. so it's still very new um But it was a one year program. It was like a calendar year. Okay. Um, So I didn't have a summer break or anything. And it Mm. was, uh, it was one of like, it was put on by uh, a guy that I've known like for years before that from like old band programs and stuff that Mm. uh, I did when I was younger. Um, And he, uh, like, I found out through him about this program and it was just sort of like a a basis of um, like, the music industry in general so i had like a mm. um i had a production class and a audio engineering class but then there's also the business class and um right. like there's a pop culture class psychology um just nothing too in depth i'd say but just sort of all-encompassing just a quick this is like for me anyway It was a very good starting point for mm-hmm. everything else afterwards
0: yeah that's really neat you, you so you knew like for some time before coming in, that's sort of what you wanted to do? Not at all. No. Okay. Um,
3: (laughs) I, when I, I took the program because like I'd been playing music for years at that point. Um, but just in bands and I wanted to like, that was the only music related program I could find that wasn't like music theory or something. Sure. Um, and I had like, it intrigued me, but I didn't really know too much about it. It wasn't until I actually started taking the program that it was more of like a, serendipity sort of situation <laughs> because I had no idea what I was getting into, but as I was doing it, I realized that it was like, I love doing it. Great. Hmm. It had been something that, um, like especially production rather than audio engineering, um, was something that I'd always enjoyed doing anyway in okay. a band setting. Like yep. whenever I was in high school bands or whatever, I'd always sort of take that producer role without realizing that that's what I was doing. Okay. So as I learned to do that, I'm like, Oh cool. This is actually a job that I could potentially do
0: and and how far were you able to to dive into that uh, or how deep were you able to dive into that when you were at Algonquin like in terms of not just what you're doing in your classes but I know a lot of other programs uh they have a lot of resources available so uh you know whether you got to work out of a studio or you know if you were 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 trying to become a chef you, you have to put on a whole uh, you know meal or whatever so like what what was what did Algonquin sort of have available for you to use type thing to well,
3: they had a studio in the actual campus okay. um, where we had classes, and then we like everybody in the program would get a specific amount of allotted time to use the studio and for whatever project you were working on, or mm-hmm. if you just had some of your own stuff, or you brought in a band to record, you could use yeah. that for uh, for like a few hours or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and as when it comes to like the practical aspect of it, it was that, and then whatever I could do at home with a couple mics that I had. Yep. Um, so usually what I'd end up doing is, um, especially as the program went on and you know, a few people would drop out, you'd get um, these empty spaces where they'd book people from when the class is finished up until everyone was taken care of, I guess. Yep. Um, but the last slot of the night I'd try and switch with, because knowing that there would be no one afterwards. Great. Ooh, and right, then right, right. I would stay in the studio all night until eight o'clock the next morning. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so I could, it's committed, uh, like just work on whatever because they were three hour sessions. So it was like, it's hard to, it's essentially nothing. Right. <laughs> you can't yeah, do yeah. much in yeah, three hours if like you're that. setting up, especially like making a drum kit or something. If right. you want to really yeah. focus on getting the tones you want. Yeah.
1: Sure. You, can, you can maybe do it in three hours, but then you wouldn't have any time to actually record.
3: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, if there's any sort of hang-ups on the performer's part, um, you've got to get the setup quick like that, and then if it takes them a while to get the song, you've got to factor in tear down time, Yeah, and, yeah. You know, especially if someone else is coming in, breathing down your shoulder. Sure, yeah. my session in five minutes. Get <laughs> out right. of here,
2: you know? Makes sense. Would you say you're an audiophile? Do you have, like, an acute ear for sound or for... Uh... Um, I wouldn't ever use the term... <laughs> <to describe myself. laughs> um
3: like obviously just from working in like with audio for so long i've you know i've trained my ear to a certain ex- like certain extent mm-hmm. but i i don't know if i would go as far as say i'm an audiophile i see okay as much okay. as i maybe should given that
2: <laughs> that's my job but
1: no, i think right. that's okay i think you're yeah. fine <laughs> Do you
2: have a least favorite sound a least favorite sound <laughs> yeah. yeah uh <laughs>
3: Nothing comes to mind no, immediately. Yeah. Right. Do you guys
2: have one?
1: Well, your voice is ranking pretty high right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, we'll burn. I, uh, uh
2: well, like, I know people don't like that, uh, wet mouth sound. Sometimes like my mm. wife really doesn't like the, like that sound. I was thinking about that like five minutes ago. Yeah. I was yeah, drinking yeah. this beer thinking that I could be doing that into the mic right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not the, I'm the opposite. I have no, uh oh you enjoy no that sound yeah. hang- and you like you oh, love I that, not that sound. Opposite, i
1: guess <laughs> <laughs> keegan
2: doesn't know what opposite i have no sound hang-ups yeah Like nothing bothers like nails me. on a chalkboard yeah oh maybe actually i can see that mm. like a high-pitched sound mm. oh cracking knuckles maybe oh, oh. oh yeah people really dislike that i always thought that was more of a physiological thing like people didn't like that but maybe because they, they thought it, they thought yeah it was they just like think of arthritis yeah. maybe <laughs> i guess But yeah. maybe, maybe because, it's a sound thing
0: yeah maybe I I don't, I really dislike Vuvuzelas. <laughs> they're the <they're, laughs> like worst. What? Right? Yeah. yeah. What's that? I think it's uh, universal.
3: Like I horns, guess so. Is it uh, sports games?
2: Oh my gosh. Yeah, they're, they're <laughs> terrible. I, they're terrible. That's like more of a person problem than it's a. Problem. <laughs> yeah, I yes. like that type what of. What kind of person who is bring bringing that it? Yeah, like exactly. <laughs> it
0: two feet from someone. We were at the Red Blacks game. uh, uh Keegan <laughs> and <laughs> I last
1: Friday, and, and definitely there was a, there was a guy very close to us. Uh, every well, time. I was th- I was thinking you were going to bring up the fact that you had the thunder sticks and you're banging them like oh, yeah. in front of my oh, face. Yeah, how, how did you like that sound? It's. I mean, it's loud. It's. The sound I don't have a problem with. It's the it person, was a loudness. Yeah, the person you had a problem with. Yeah, being me. Exactly. It was, <laughs> it's a person problem. <laughs> okay, good stuff. <laughs>
0: um, what What was the name of your program again? Sorry, music industry arts. So, huh. a graduate of that program. What What would you call yourself? I don't know. Oh, okay, just like, just I, yours. No, I wasn't I sure. If there's there's a any term. official
3: title. It's it's like yeah, a, very a new broad program. program.
0: Okay. Program. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. So. so, so are there things about that program that maybe the general public should know about in terms of like, so let's say, uh, so Keegan was once part of a band very briefly, but he was once part of it. Sounds like Pluto. Uh, <laughs> that <band. laughs> That's right. <laughs> and, uh, so let's say Keegan were to start a band. Why would he need somebody who went through a program like this? Um, and
3: I'll, I'll make sure like to specify that the program itself isn't super important. Sure. Mm -hmm. Um, Especially on the production, like production aspect. Okay. Audio engineering, maybe because that's a very technical job. Um, But as a producer, um, anyone can really do it. Um, I just recently read a book by Glenn Johns, who's a famous producer. Um, And one of the first lines in the book was uh, like when anyone asks him, what does a producer do? And he says, it's someone or what is a producer? Someone who gets paid to have a really good opinion.
0: Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. I like and that's that. I like kind
3: that. of what producing is. Sure. It's you're like if a band were to come to me, like my biggest selling point, um, besides like any sort of experience I've had, is just that. Um, if you listen to the stuff I've done and you like that music, um, a lot of that has been like my influence as well. So like, um, what a producer will do is sort of be that outside, uh, like that outside opinion because right. i've had a lot of bands where they'll you know, have the one riff that they really like and <laughs> that they'll play for five minutes and think that this song is amazing right but as a listener you sit there and kind of go okay i'm you know tired of hearing this mm-hmm. right so for so long and then yeah,
1: yeah.
3: it's going in and you know being that unbiased opinion yeah. that someone can trust mm-hmm. in uh for the rest of the record that makes sense so it's like curating
2: kind of yeah okay. very cool i like it mm-hmm. um do you make like Spotify playlists? No. Or, or that's anything a good like question. that. Do you ever... Uh, not bad. Like put together co- collections of music or... Uh, Keegan's looking for music. Can and you so recommend something? something. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You of local bands. Yeah. Or, like really what kind really of music do you do? You do?
3: Um, most of the stuff what I've been... I say been, that? Uh, most of the stuff I've been doing has been uh, very like rock or blues based stuff. Mm. Um, I've done a lot of punk stuff as well. Uh, there was like a, one point where that was all I was doing. Um... But I've worked like right now. I'm also working on a a hip hop EP with like all live instruments. Oh wow, Um, awesome! And it really depends. Like I've got obviously, I'll only work on something I feel like I can help them with. Like Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna uh, like audio engineering. Maybe if you know someone really just wants to get something down, they don't want a producer. I'm happy to go in and help them record it. Um, But if it's producing, then it's something that I've got to be passionate about myself. So I'll work with bands that I enjoy and. And that tends to be in that sort of vein of just rock and blues stuff.
1: Cool. cool. So bad. you're in at least two bands you have written down here. Do you, like, what do you play? Do you sing? Do you do kind of a little of anything?
3: Yeah. Um, two bands mostly, like in any sort of regular sense. Yeah. Um, I play in Onion Face where I sing and play guitar. Okay. Um, and I play drums and trunk. Mm. Um, besides that, it's usually, I've got like some solo projects. Sure. Yeah. Other bands of that have kind that are kind of still a band like I play in guitar in a band called beards that's um we haven't really done anything except record music in the last few years like that was a band that I met through Algonquin
1: right oh I saw um okay.
3: and after the program they all sort of moved away and hmm. so it's very it's not a very consistent <laughs> band but sure, still sure, yeah. technically a band <laughs> I'm in I guess
1: yeah, yeah. they never it? there's
0: no formal breakup <laughs>
3: yeah <Right>. exactly <laughs> yeah
0: do you prefer playing a particular instrument
3: um not one more than the other, I guess. Like, they all sort of, I do enjoy having the variety, for sure. Because okay. um, I, for the longest time, I was strictly guitar, and that was it. Um, and slowly started getting more into vocal stuff. Um, but then through Trunk, I was able to practice drums and get more into that. Because um, it, it sort of gives you a different perspective on just arrangement and everything as well because I had very much viewed things from a guitar perspective for so long that learning a different instrument not only was a way to stretch creatively but also just gave me a different perspective on like you know especially as a drummer I'm pretty bad at just doing fills all the time and you know it's really important (laughs) to like find out where where's a good place to put them and everything Whereas, like I wouldn't think that as much with guitar because I don't know it's just a different mindset that I had beforehand sure
0: right interesting uh, with that, let's skip to... Uh, you have a game, here? I do.
2: Are, should we be looking forward to this? Yes, you should. <laughs> okay. So I was reading through your um, pre-interview form. I saw that you enjoy dystopian novels. Mm-hmm. And I just recently started listening to audiobooks, and so I've been kind of going through some of those because I think they're cool. Uh, so I, have, I made up a game called... That I'm hoping it's going to be, become a regular on the show. <laughs> uh, called... <laughs> What is this dystopia? Do you know it? Let's see. Oh, no. That's the title. That's okay. a terrible I think I've title. Myself well, we'll as see. It's like a, <laughs> a pro at dystopian <laughs> it novels. It seems like it, but uh, we'll see, I guess. So, how it works <laughs> is I'm going to describe a dystopia to you. Oh, okay. And you have to tell me what book it's from, what movie it's from, or what anything it's from. Okay. Art, work, what, what maybe. popular culture thing? Yeah. Okay. Maybe not even popular culture. Oh. Any kind of culture. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. Uh, we're going to have Team Ottawa versus Team Guest, of course. Oh, good. Uh, a Team Guest traditionally gets to choose if they'd like to go first or second. What do you think, Stefan? I'll go first. First. Excellent. Okay, Stefan, your question is... Oh, here's the description for you. A computer, hap- a computer hacker learns from mysterious rebels about the true nature of his reality and his role in the war against its controllers, the machines. What is that dystopia?
3: First one that popped into mind was Ender's Game, but Ender. I don't know if that's actually a dystopian or not.
2: That no. is close. The intro was The Matrix. Oh. Uh, the Matrix, that uh, also, yeah, It also could describe a lot of It's true. <laughs> yeah, these are kind of big.
0: Yeah. I loved Ender's Game.
2: Okay, Team yeah. Otto What? to take the lead for the first time in a while i think let's see maybe (laughs) ever (laughs) in a futuristic totalitarian society people have no control of their roles in society or lives
1: again that seems like it could be (laughs) which (laughs) dystopia is that all of them any uh i don't know is there anything you're leaning towards nothing no one (laughs) thing comes (laughs) to mind (laughs) to be honest uh I'm curious what he has written down, if he has anything. I do. Uh, give her. I, I want to say just the most popular, which is probably the worst idea, but Hunger Games. Hunger Games. I'm
2: sorry. The answer was Brave New World. That was Brave New World. Brave New World. I actually. That's a good one. I, th- uh-huh. I thought about that one.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, I read right. that in high school.
2: Zero, zero so far. Uh, Huxley. Th- yeah, Huxley. Oh, that's yeah. It. Uh, okay, here we go. Team guests see a bunch of animals run a farm and it doesn't go well they <laughs> the live animal on farm. An, yeah. an animal farm <laughs> correct one nothing for team guests oh, god i'm currently listening to that and it's really really good that's a really good one sweet that's a super easy read though right? it is yeah that's <laughs> just i like having my hands free up <laughs>
0: stuff. as he's holding something in his hand right
2: now yeah, yeah. <laughs> um okay team Otto, what this is the third adaptation of richard matheson's 1954 novel it's very sparse on details. What is that dystopia dystopian film? It's could you re- the, could you repeat the clue? The third adaptation of Richard Matheson's 1954
1: novel. Hmm. I say like War of the Worlds, or the, that's H. G. Wells, right? Mm. I Think so. Do I, I, I don't know.
0: I, I don't know Richard Matheson at all. No. A few seconds on I've the clock heard of him. here, guys. Do you have anything so, in mind? I've got nothing.
2: <laughs> sorry, man. I'm I have a gone. clock on my phone as well. Are we going to go with Brave New World? I'm sorry. That was I Am Legend. Uh,
1: that's a good uh, one.
2: It's a good one, too. Okay. Let's see for team guest. What else do I have all here? i cl- like,
3: questions so far. I've
2: been like, oh, I know more dystopian things than I've done. there we <you> go. <laughs> all right, team guest. Katniss Everdeen voluntarily takes her younger sister's place in the Hunger Games. And the hey, fight oh, to the come death. come on. <laughs> <laughs> what is that dystopia? Oh, is it, it? How specific do I have to be? Uh, as specific as these questions are. <laughs> Hunger Games. The Hunger Games, correct. Yeah. Oh Excellent <laughs> job. Um, I'm not surprised you guys always lose these. <laughs> That's it, it. Very, like, heavily <laughs> slanted. Yeah. yeah. A little bit. <laughs> and finally, Team Ottawa, just for fun. See if you can get one. York is dominated by bleeding heart brutes, imprisoned by the unpredictable emperor. Candy has been co-opted by lesser individuals.
1: Hmm.
0: literally nothing's come my mind
1: for any of this (laughs) (laughs) I'm having uh oh what's it called I feel like the closest thing I can think of like it's wrong Mm -hmm. but like wreck it Ralph that seems like a dystopia what do you think I'm on and they're talking there's there's candy involved that's Mm -hmm. the only thing final answer here guys yeah let's do it I'm
2: sorry, that was a description from randomdystopia.com that I generated.
3: <laughs>
1: oh my
2: god. Okay, but very close. Team this, Guest is the winner again. Congrats.
1: We're living in a dystopia right now. <laughs> <laughs> you are our
2: futuristic leader. That's how we play. What is this dystopia? Do you know? We'll see. And you're hoping that's going to be a regular game. Yeah, I think we yeah. do it every week. Yeah, yeah, no, Let's not sure. do that. <laughs> let's not do that. That's fine.
3: Well, we still got 1984.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah I was waiting for
3: that one I thought that was going to be like the first one there right because you uh, just finished that right
2: no I, s- Again, I skimmed it in high school and now I'm getting ready to <laughs> read it he had Animal Farm he did have Animal Farm yeah but 1984 you know I get that mixed up with Brave New World yeah, what's, the, what's the difference between the two uh, well besides the author and the entire mm-hmm, plot mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean your description of one almost perfectly fit the other brave new <laughs> world theory. has soma right mm. they do like yeah, that they drug the they, pills yeah, mm-hmm. that they take, yeah. Um, but then brave new world i mean uh well brave
3: new world was almost it's portrayed to be more of like a utopia with like mm-hmm. but then there's yeah. that argument that utopias are dystopias anyway right. mm-hmm. whereas um uh 1984 was strictly just dystopia
2: yeah. oh it's big brother big, right? big brother and yes, all that yeah. Exactly, I see, yeah i see i see like the yeah. whole revolution thing and. Yeah. Definitely you some favorites some favorite dystopias yeah well yeah. <laughs> 1984 okay, okay. uh That'll and really? brave new
3: world come on um also animal farm i read like just the classics i guess like that's why i was worried with mm-hmm. the game I, yeah. I haven't gotten too heavily into it it's yep. just, those have been some serious favorites for sure
2: yeah i'm going through animal farm now and and um i skimmed it in high school like i did everything in high school <laughs> <laughs> uh but it's uh it's it's a really amazing commentary on on communism mm-hmm. and society in, in general mm-hmm. it's really and it's yeah it is really easy read as well yeah, you know so i'm also listening to pride and prejudice now which i listen to all day and i can tell you one thing that happens it's like, <laughs> like it's one of those things that i'm not interested in and i just can't track it like i don't know who huh. the characters too many characters or something Do you guys have books like that that you, that oh, you yeah, read yeah. and you um, can't get into
3: i recently read uh naked lunch Mm. by uh burroughs uh william burroughs okay okay um i'm wondering if that's even the right name
1: you you couldn't tell us anything about it
3: but that was yeah it was uh he was one of like the the beat poets okay Mm -hmm. okay Uh, okay. the whole thing is just like nonsense (laughs) Uh and you're reading it and Suddenly, it'll just skip to like what seems like a whole other scene, and right. like I could not tell you what the book's about. I, I thoroughly enjoyed reading it, sure. just because the language was great, but I have no mm-hmm. idea if there even
0: was a plot. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: yeah. there's one, and now I can't even think of the author or the title. This is how much it just didn't right. register. Give, give us the plot, <laughs> and we'll, we'll guess it. <laughs> What's I? Why well, I, there was there was none. There, there was, was no plot. Right. It, it was sounds just,
1: like
2: a just trying
1: to. Yeah. No, it, it was uh, never I. I read. Uh, I don't oh, remember yeah. the name sometimes,
2: or the uh, plot. No,
0: I remember. I, I got it from uh, back. So I'm from a place called Elliot Lake, mm-hmm. Ontario, which these guys know. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> retirement community. My, uh, we like obviously there's a bunch of seniors there, and I remember somebody had given me one as like for whatever reason before like their father had passed or something. They're like, oh yeah, they want you to have this. And I tried year after year. (laughs) Like it took like five years and I finally got through like a quarter and I'm like, it's probably not going to happen.
1: And uh, yeah, it's just something that's just not going to register. But anyway, there's that. There there are some (laughs) series of books from like from the same author around the same time period. And I can like, I love one. I'll read one. Yeah. And then I go to the other one, and I just absolutely can't even get started. Like with, it happened with um, the Hobbit. I read the Hobbit. Did you try this I, to the No, because that I, that's nonsense. But I read the Lord <laughs> of the, I read the Lord <laughs> of the Rings, and I couldn't I couldn't get into it. And oh, same yeah, thing with uh, Ayn Rand. I read The Fountainhead, and I like couldn't put it down. And then I tried to read Atlas Shrugged, and I read the first twenty pages like six times, and it's, I couldn't get into couldn't it. Do it. Yeah. Interesting. Or like harlequin novels i can never get into those
0: why are you trying
2: i don't know i just i, I like the pictures on the front uh-huh. but yeah. i start reading them as some a throbbing member i don't even, i don't know what anything means we'll tell you after the what show is <laughs> <laughs> it's just like nonsense how old are you in this sort of really like dope? nine oh, okay nine ten <laughs> <laughs> why were your parents letting you read that <laughs> I, love, I love downtime as a kid. <laughs> oh, God okay
0: uh, so uh, let's move on outside of music you um what what do you do
3: um I've I was, like I or, find a lot of the time with music it's like kind of time consuming so um usually like most recently I've been doing a lot of uh, collage art um just because I've always enjoyed it so I figured I'd give a, a crack at it
2: and doing it
3: yeah, yeah
2: okay interesting cool and so what are your sources for for collage, or like, what do you like to use?
3: Um, well, I started doing it um, probably a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Just whenever I'd get an idea for one, I'd Google image search and print them off the you know the printer and then cut them out. Um, but then I sort of like fell off doing that. Went more the digital route, then very quickly fell off that. Um, but just recently, I was uh, like earlier this year in Kitchener, and I found this like magazine shop where they had all these old magazines from uh, like some of them were like as old as the the Mm sixties. And I just picked up a whole bunch of them that uh, like there's one in particular, there was like a 50th anniversary life magazine that was like, (laughs) just (laughs) as like a phone book. And I've been using that for um, just reference and just now it's less of the, I have an idea and then I find images for it Mm -hmm. and now I'll just go through and find you know, anything that sort of sparks an idea and then I'll try and finish it.
1: Right. Okay. Yeah, you know? Okay.
3: And then with no idea what the outcome is going to be. Mm-hmm. So it's it's much more of like a, a journey sort of thing and see yeah. what happens by the end of it. That's neat.
0: And, and what do you do when completed? This is this just for yourself? Just do you post it anywhere? Part, yeah. Do you blog? Do you do anything? Uh,
3: yeah, that, it's more of like a... Just something to do for fun at this point. I okay. have no right. real intention of doing
2: anything with it. Okay. You know? And with collage art is the idea to make a story? Like is it a like a mural or is it more um abstract? It might be, but yeah. for me so far it's just been abstract, I guess. Yeah. Cool. Sometimes
3: I'll see something like forming out of it and I'll try and play towards mm-hmm. that. Like a I tend to like puns a lot, so Okay. Um, Like one of the old ones I did was uh, the boy who cried wolf and it's just a crying boy who's literally their wolves falling out of his face. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It's an unfortunate example, but uh, just stuff like that where if I can, as I'm making it, I'll see something in it. I'll try and play on that with whatever other images I can find, but
0: makes Mm. sense. Cool. And uh, do you, you know, so, so that that's something that that you do, but you also let, did. I understand your interviewing form correctly, in that like you like to see other uh, other types of artists, I guess, around Ottawa, or, yeah. or just in general.
3: Yeah, well, just art in in general is like I, fascinating to me because um, obviously there's the music stuff that I'm very much involved with, but right. um, the we've been like i've been to a couple of shows where they've been uh like live artists like painting as bands are playing and um or just searching for other artists like there's a a studio in ottawa called Studio la mouche yeah okay. um that just they take a bunch of local artists and compile them and they'll sell some of their merchandise or they'll uh just showcase them in general um and it's like I love checking out the stuff that they're posting because they'll have uh all these different examples of just any sort of like, it's usually visual, like in that case, it's visual art. Right. Um, but just any sort of artistic stuff I find fascinating that just to see how someone else's brain works.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Makes know? sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, where about at the studio, for example?
3: I'm not sure. Oh, you don't even know? <laughs> yeah, I know mostly it's like an <laughs> online platform. I see. No, I don't think they have an actual store. Okay, interesting. Um, yeah. I know there have been some pop up shops, like Glowfare, they had one. Yep. Okay. Um, and like now and again, they'll pop
0: up anywhere. But interesting. And, and what about some of these events where where music's playing, but you also see somebody uh, you mm. know painting or, or or doing some form of visual art? Where 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 do you tend to see those?
3: Well, the first one I saw so was at Atomic Rooster, which is just right. down the street. Yeah. Um, and that one was really cool. I saw a friend of mine play there. Actually, I think it was a couple. Anyway, um, they, uh, they were playing there and there was a, an artist on the side who was like painting, uh, actually there was two artists that night. I think clearly I remember this very well. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, there were two artists collaborating on it, which was also a lot of fun to watch because they'd go up to this canvas when some music started and just start painting. And then um, I don't know if they had some sort of cues or whatever it was, but the other guy would walk up and sometimes he'd twist the canvas because he'd see something there and just keep going. And then the other guy would turn it the other way and paint something else over top. And it ended up just being this like really weird mesh of the two styles. And Mm. sure. um, But just it was less the finished product, but just watching them do it or like watching the other guy paint. And then when it was their turn to go up, they'd flip it upside down. Oh, that's kind of weird. Not bad. Continue painting either over top of it or on the side to complement it. That's cool. Interesting. It's really neat. Do
2: you have any types of types or styles of art that you dislike or maybe artistic cliches? Well, just cliches cliches in general. Yeah. Yeah.
3: um, I dislike. But I don't think there's any type of art that I dislike. And that's part of me doesn't like saying that just because, like, there is. Obviously, certain uh, things that I'm not drawn to, and um, I might find cliche to myself, but mm-hmm. doesn't I don't want to you know, disrespect whoever is actually doing right. it either, right? Yeah. Um, Very diplomatic. So I'm I'm, <laughs> yeah. no, I'm no authority on yeah. you know what is mm-hmm. real art, using air quotes. Um, but for for me personally, I, I tend to gravitate more towards things that are a little, just well, I don't want to use the term original, but like off the beaten path, sort of right something a little different
2: sure yeah. Makes sense. i have a, a friend who's a classical musician and he i was telling him my my wife went to uh one of those paint night things recently like at a bar where you all paint the same picture mm. and uh he got really really mad about it <laughs> he was he took it as a an affront to art everywhere just, i guess just the idea like you said he's all about music or like his art, music being unique and it's individualistic and seems to fly in the face of artistic expression to have. i to say too, because it's
3: so easy for anybody to look at like anything that like I would do mm-hmm. and think that like, just listen to it quickly and be like eh, it's just
0: like anything else. Right. Yeah. You yeah. Know,
3: you know, it's very much a personal mm-hmm. uh,
0: view of it. So. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, could, yeah. 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 I get that. Uh, so we, yeah, we touched a bit on art, but we didn't actually touch on where like, uh, uh, you know, key music spots are in Ottawa. So obviously, mm. that being sort of one one of the big, your bigger endeavors. Yeah. Uh, uh, where are some key spots where you can catch you know just good local music?
3: My favorite spots as of late have been Live on Elgin for sure. Yes, um, because like they like John and his dad Lawrence opened up uh, Live on Elgin like just about a year ago. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, trunk like our CD release was the, part of their. Uh, first year anniversary like festival. That Is that right? Did it. Okay. Yeah, neat. Cool. Yeah. Um, so they're pretty brand new, but they're uh, like just on Elgin Street, and they're super cool because they're yeah. it's like a smaller venue. It's like ninety capacity, I think. Or Kay. I could be making that up. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, uh, it's just it's a very uh, they got the tables. Sometimes they'll pull it away if it's a bigger show, but um, it's it's not like a like there are certain venues that just feel sort of dirty and like you show up and it feels like a hole in the wall, but this yeah. is, it's a little bit more of an upscale sort of feeling to it. Yeah. Without necessarily being like, it's not a pricey place or it's not yeah. really a fancy place. It's just, it's, it feels that way. Yeah. Um, but then not alternatively, but then you got like House of Targ, which is also like the hot spot right now for yeah. sure too, yeah, where sure. they got, uh, you know, the pinball and the pierogies and <laughs> the bands that play there. Yep.
2: Yeah.
3: Um, which is, like, just really plays into the whole, you got the nostalgia factor, but then it's also uh, just a great place to hang out. you got the, like, a lot of times the bands there, like, Yogi is super particular about who plays there and what the mm-hmm. the draw is going to be. And right. So almost every show there does really, really well. Mm. Um, I don't think I've ever really been to a show there that hasn't, like, not sold out necessarily, but been super full. And, sure. Yeah. Right, yeah.
0: Well, what's interesting is that it, uh, it, it's interesting when you have a place that has its regular loyal clientele yeah. but also like just anybody knows or, or like if you need to see a show, you can go to certain spots. You know? Yeah. Uh, and and it, it's just it's... So Live on Elegance is a really good example of that in that, you know, there are rooms or there are places where it's like oh yeah, you know, these places have, you know, Atomic Cruiser. I mean, that's been going for, for years and years now. Mm-hmm. And you know, you know, you can see a good show there, type thing. But live on Elgin quickly became that, so it was just kind of interesting to, to just show that when you have such a such a focus on on not just music but but art as a whole, because they do a lot of improv there and they do stand up yeah. there, they do, you know, and, and theater performances. and and they they care about the performances. It's not just oh, these are just going to bring people in. So it, it, yeah, I'm not going to yeah. name any pubs, but there are certain pubs on on Elgin, for example, where it's not their primary business, but you can tell it's just. Let's let's throw somebody in here and just sort of see what happens. Absolutely. But when you look at a place like Live on Elegant, and we've talked about this on the show before, it's designed so you focus on the stage. Like mm. even literally, like the tables are yeah. lowest at the front. Like it's stadium seating, which is yeah. interesting with yeah. Yeah. tables. And <laughs> right, it's just it's, a, it's interesting that when you when you care enough, it you know you, you know it's going to be sort of a a legit place to go, and then mm. it certainly helps the scene. Interesting. Absolutely,
3: because there's so many like you said with the bars on. Any of this, like Banker Elgin yep. or whatever, they've all they tend to push the artist in the corner. And, exactly. That's um, what I'm talking about. Yeah, um, yeah. They'll, you know, get a just the sound will be terrible.
2: Yeah.
3: Um, whereas like Live on Elgin, they really like they've got the staggered seating and the tables okay. and um, they do have like the lounge area in the front, but it's very much like you go in, there's that sort of hallway and then. Yep. It's the stage exactly. and there's no way of avoiding the music or the theater production, whatever it is. Like anyone who goes there, goes there for the entertainment. Of course. They're not going there for a drink and talking over the artist and they go there and like the, they also have like a great sound staff. Like the, um, actually Calvin, the, uh, bassist in onion face is one of the sound guys that works there. Okay. He takes it very, very seriously. Beauty. Um, and just in general, the whole venue does. So sure. it always sounds great there. and That's know, great. Same with House of Targa. I know I've talked to that's Yogi about that before, too, where like he puts a lot of emphasis on um, getting, you know, he'd love to have good sound and yep. just the whole thing just be a great experience for anyone who goes there. Absolutely. Right. Which yeah. is which is cool. Well, yeah. It sounds like it should be something that's super obvious, but yeah, generally but, isn't. No,
0: but, no. but it's only when you care, right? Wait, wait, yeah. can, because otherwise, it's just like, oh, whatever. If somebody's there, uh, just give my uh, sort of... Uh, P <laughs> <Yeah, yeah, laughs> A. That's yeah, it, exactly you know? yeah. that's it. So all right. Yeah. So we have uh another segment uh that we may or may not do if you're if you're ready. <laughs> and it's the I Ask the Questions around here where you ask us a question and uh we'll Rob Keegan and I will answer the same question. Do you have a question you can think of? I entirely forgot to think of a question. <laughs> well wh- while every while time. <laughs> you're thinking about it, I actually thought of that book finnegan's wake by james joyce i think is is what it was mm-hmm. okay and uh uh literally so it, that's a non-recommend it's it's do not try to read this book <laughs> if, if i can give you any advice do not try to read this unless unless you're really into like i, I mean I, I feel like it's assigned to
1: students okay but yeah, uh yeah. yeah that's it even don't. if you're a student do not read it amon says <laughs> don't read it it is not on my uh, on the a-list okay not Amon's pick. Amon's
0: pick. A, <laughs> Amon's pick. Is A
1: for Amon? Amon, that, yes. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, did that help? You bought some yep. time? Oh, yeah? yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> so,
3: totally tuned out. I hope I didn't miss anything important. Uh, that's all right. Know. Yeah. Um, no, you didn't. Yeah. Uh, actually, one of the things I mentioned in the pre-interview thing, too, is I am I love coffee. Yeah. And mm-hmm. just different coffee shops and smaller places. And I guess this is not my question, but preliminary question do you
1: guys drink coffee? Yes, Are you coffee drinkers. I don't, no, but about. I think I could answer this question anyways. Okay, oh. I
3: was going to ask right. if there's anywhere that you guys would recommend or like just love to go to, whether it's for
0: ambiance or the actual Ministry itself. of Coffee and Social Affairs is something I would definitely recommend. That's in Hindenburg, right? Hindenburg. Yeah, that's a that's a cool spot. We had. Uh, I'm not just saying that because we had the guest on. <laughs> uh, now, now we stand the game. Not, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, <laughs> we did have one of the the, the co-founders on. I guess. Yeah. Uh, cool. fatty Karam. and uh, and keegan uh, uh, anna his wife uh, another f- former guest uh Chris Bailey and myself we we went one night and uh it's just it's it's a neat environment because they serve alcohol at night too but they, their focus is on local beers and and you know just just unique plates you're not just getting pub food but what's what's cool about that is kind of like what you see in some of the Starbucks there's that giant table in the middle that sort of you know, you can sit there on your own or whatever, but but gradually as the night goes on, that's a packed table, so everybody's just sort of hidden, uh, hmm. you know, sitting together, which is kind of cool. So I, it's a really neat spot to go to, and and you know, Ministry of Coffee is sort of just a, a local local joint that uh, that 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 cares about the quality of their coffee as well, which is cool. uh, yeah, Well, like they really also
1: cool. care where it comes from. We talked to well, specifically to, we talked that, to yeah, Alex so. at at Frank and Oak. That's right. That's right. Yeah.
3: Because I've I've been to the one on Elgin. That's just the Ministry of Coffee. That's yes. right. I've that's their never original location. I've
0: been to the
3: the and social affairs one. I, I highly people.
0: recommend it for a drink yeah, or, cool. or even just a coffee during the day or whatever. And they, they do neat things because uh, I I I know uh, I guess I know somebody who who's also involved in in there. And they uh, one time they even had like a video games projected on the screen across or on, on the building across. Okay. And they, uh, yeah. yeah, you can just sort of play like uh, Super Mario or whatever. Like they, they, they do neat little things and they're also now part of the, uh, that pilot project where certain businesses could expand balconies or patios into the s- sidewalk or street. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. or they take up a parking spot is what it is. Okay. So they're, they're part of that's that cool. program. So that now you, they even have a spot to, to sit mm-hmm. outside. Nice. Sweet. So,
2: so that's my recommendation. I went to Black Walnut, bakery uh in cumberland this weekend so very barely ottawa very <laughs> like <near laughs> rockland almost but uh they uh they serve papa bean coffee which is uh ah, yes. a really cool uh indie coffee maker in ottawa yeah. paul's awesome and uh so they have that uh, that's like the only coffee they make and they also just have an amazing baked goods section and i had best brownie i've ever had in my life And and then a few like for real, it was crazy. And then a few very, very good like croissants and tarts and stuff.
1: Okay. Okay. That's it, eh?
2: It's super out of the way, but you just keep going on the one seventy four until it like doesn't look like a highway anymore. Great. And then uh, yeah, it's just like on
1: the side of the road there. It's
3: a great place to put a bakery. Yeah. Yeah, Perfect. eh?
1: (laughs) What are you up? My uh, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Bridgehead here because it's the the indie coffee shop I've been to Where I walked in, I'd like I don't drink coffee. I don't know anything about coffee. I don't actually even want coffee. And (laughs) I went in. I don't want coffee, but this is the best part about Bridgehead. (laughs) So I went to the one uh, on Preston where they like it's the big one where they brew some stuff. And I had kombucha there. So they Mm. brew, they brewed kombucha, and I had like fresh brewed. It was very good. It was the second time I'd ever tried it, but it was really cool because I just walked up. I was like, I don't really drink coffee. What? What else? could i have and it wasn't just you know like italian soda is a common thing that coffee places have for that doesn't have coffee in it but i didn't want like i didn't want a cold thing i didn't want like a whipped thing with milk and all that i just wanted something simple but i wanted to like you know it's, it's a local place i wanted to patronize yeah. this this establishment and they had kombucha and it was really good okay not in patronizing kind of way <laughs> was just you a said the word and
2: uh, I, was about, I was gonna say patronize earlier yeah as, it's the right word it's yeah. no i know it's just, <laughs> it's just a weird word <laughs>
0: Uh, um I, I do want to give a special shout out to morning owl i have two answers uh, uh and and because we were talking about this the other day uh i forget who who's there but we were we were saying how well when i moved to, to ottawa i didn't think bridgehead was just a local brand because they were everywhere i was like oh yeah. they must be sort of a big deal that i just didn't see looks sort of like a Ontario. starbucks of ottawa and that's the thing but yeah. it, it is really a local brand which is awesome but mm. uh we were talking about I would say that that the the coffee market is kind of saturated as it is with, you know, keep in mind, I mean, there is Tim Hortons, but there there's a Starbucks and there's everything else too, right? Like mm-hmm. yeah. there are the big, it's the second cups. So there are the big chains plus these local chains that we just mentioned. And now you got Morning Owl that had, you know, one or two locations and now they're, they're expanding. There's another one that I just saw on bank just the other day, uh, sort of, Oh, there's one already around Bank and Slater. There's one sort of in the Glebe, and okay. now there's one. Uh, there's also one at just near El Camino yeah, at, at uh, Elgin. Yeah. yeah Elgin and Gladstone. So it, it's like they're growing, and each of their shops are are slightly different depending on the market they're in. It's it, it's mm. interesting. They're 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 bringing a different take to the coffee shop, uh, similar to what we mentioned. What I mentioned before uh, for uh, Ministry of Coffee and Social Affairs. That's sort of a different take on it. Mm. Uh, Morning Owl seems to continuously do this, which is kind of cool. They
3: do but, the like the late night stuff too. Uh,
0: I don't know, but the late night, I think they might have alcohol at one of their locations. But they have uh, they have some kind of joint venture with a like a restaurant or or, or something at the Elgin location. So mm-hmm. that's that's interesting. So anyway, there's that. So what about yourself? Do you do you have uh, hotspots? Do you? Well, it's funny that like obviously Bridgehead. Yes, of um, course. There was a,
3: a point where I would go to Bridgehead enough, like while I was living in Canada. I would go to the bridgehead on Sparks frequently enough that uh, um, they fully recognize me there. Um, <laughs> I went to the ministry just the other day. I was at the ministry of coffee on Elgin Yeah. and one of the baristas there walked in and the first thing out of his mouth was like, I didn't see him. He just comes up over <laughs> me and goes, Hey, you're not a bridgehead.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. You have a reputation. That's wow. all right. I guess. Wow. Yeah. Uh, okay. That's cool. That's cool. Um,
3: beyond that, I've been like, we've sort of been going, um, I say we, like my girlfriend and I tend to go to all these coffee shops. She like loves coffee as much as I do. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um so recently we checked out Arlington five, which yeah. is really, really good. Okay. Um that one was sort of tucked away on obviously Arlington right off uh off bank. Yeah. Um also Origin, I think, is fairly new. Origin. In um uh, it's in the borrowed market. Mm-hmm. Oh. you know where the tea party is? Yes. It's like Right next door or a couple doors down. Oh, that's neat. Okay. And that's another one that's made me think of that one when you were talking about the uh, social affairs thing right. because right. they also do the coffee during the day, beer at night. I like that. That's cool. Um, I've only been there once. The coffee was great. Um, haven't been there at night yet. Okay, but uh, like that's another one of those places that, like, especially aesthetically, is like just a beautiful old building and really well furnished and everything, and just the like. I don't want to say it's one of my favorite places I've been to because okay. I've only been there once. And I don't know. You <laughs> sure. But, but you just really on, like based it. on first impressions, it's really, really awesome.
0: Cool. Not bad. And there's even a Starbucks moving in there doing uh moving into the old Fat Tuesdays, which will okay. uh they'll be the first Starbucks p- possibly in, in Canada. August. I think there's I one in Toronto. I don't think it hit Toronto. Maybe not. Yet. So like more so than to one t- Starbucks in Canada. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, no, 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 sorry. It's the first <laughs> one where they'll have alcohol. Uh, okay yes cool. yeah. I, I, <laughs> I didn't finish that. that thought yeah and we, we started this thing uh yes there there are more starbucks but yes. anyway it's, it's a neat concept but uh yeah there's that yeah, good I question have,
3: i have a like i can't drink starbucks coffee
0: out um, of principle or uh, no not physically really out of
3: principle but i've just never enjoyed it okay um although footnote to that there is one location in canada that has the clover machine oh yeah it's
2: like a special type of coffee
3: maker. Right? Yeah. Okay. And that stuff is really good. Hmm. And I don't know what the difference is. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um Fine. I don't know enough about what the like I don't even know what it does. It's okay. a very like closed off machine that whatever it's done just like ejects a puck of coffee. Well, but huh. it's very expensive.
0: Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds the like a machine. It. Oh I see. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting.
3: But uh cool. that stuff's really good. But just in general I've just
0: never been a huge fan of Starbucks. Okay. Can are you able to drink a Tim Hortons coffee?
3: For the longest time, I would have said yes. Yeah. I <laughs> said the last time that Onion Face went on tour, yeah. Um, I like we just stopped at Starbucks or sorry, not Starbucks, Importance because they're just, you know, the en roots. Yeah. There. Yeah. Um, 401. But then every, we stopped there and I didn't finish a single coffee in the entire. <laughs> the wow. Entire time huh. Because As I just, I cold. Could not drink it. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> um, because I used to drink coffee uh, like with like when I first started drinking it with milk and sugar or cream and sugar or whatever and then sort of put less and less to the point where like I might as well just drink it black. Ah. Um, so I've been doing that ever since. And then when I started doing that, I'd go on tour and you know you start actually tasting what coffees taste like and yeah. you go to all these fancy coffee shops and um, then just I don't know Tim Hortons just didn't do it for me anyway okay. anymore. So I. Actually, could not finish it.
0: Okay, good to know. As much and as I'm like
3: the biggest coffee snob, but it's <laughs>
0: it's fine. It, I mean, it'll have a your lot of people feel that, yeah. one, right? Yeah. But uh, as much as I appreciate, you know, everything you know, I get from Starbucks or Ministry or wherever else, mm. uh I can always go back to Tim Hortons. Oh, yeah, yeah. And maybe it's just a price thing. I don't know, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely a price thing. <laughs> Who knows? Well,
3: but always with, with Tim Hortons, like if. If I get it with cream or sugar or whatever, I can totally drink it. Is oh, that, yes. I'm strictly talking, if it's black by itself, I can't.
0: That's the difference. I, I don't think I've ever even tried black because I, I just know better. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, with that, uh, we're running up on time. So we're going to give you a chance to plug anything uh, that you've already talked about or anything, even that if you haven't talked about it. What do you want to plug in terms of your bands or anything?
3: Well, um Obviously, I'd love to, uh, like, if there are any musicians that listen to this that are looking to do any sort of recording, I'd love to at least sit down over coffee coffee. Sure. I'll like, just <laughs> sort of pick their brand and if they're uh, like, see if I could convince them to work with me. Um, I do have a Facebook page for my production stuff, but that would be about it if you just search my name. Okay. Um, hopefully, it comes up. Sure. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Um, otherwise, there's Onion Face. Uh, which is my primary music endeavor, um, which you can also find on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter under Onion Face Band. Okay. Um, that would be like the handle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whatever yeah. you want to call it. Um, and then also, got to say, Trunk as well, because it's I, the the band that I play drums in, because the guitar player in that band is also the writer for you guys. Yes. I, yeah.
0: One of our writers. Yeah. That's great.
3: Yeah. And uh, also, Facebook. Yep. Um, but I think that's it oh no we have a. I think we have a Twitter with like four followers <laughs>
0: okay so great maybe, maybe add to
3: that Yeah. That, follow, yeah, yeah, yeah follow. that one is trunkadelic okay I think that's what the, I don't know if you can find it <laughs> if, you can follow. You <laughs> yeah. if not
0: that's fine
1: okay uh, Rob where can the listeners find us well we have uh, our own Twitter account at ottawa podcast you can head to dot to see episodes as well as our ottawa news pieces like uh like my college has been contributing yep uh we're also on itunes for the podcast as well as uh trying to get on google play they're not they're not just letting any podcast on yet oh but uh so itunes and Stitcher radio will be the place to find the podcast all right uh keegan <laughs> I'm,
0: I'm starting to learn not to ask him but yeah i'm, I'm should I do he's it? training I'm you to not to it. ask him but do you have anything to
2: say keegan uh, yeah, what's malevolent mean? The word malevolent,
0: and with that we'll close off the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you can just
1: you you, well, can like you can just you can say auto, that. <laughs>
0: you can just
2: say auto what whatever you like.
0: <laughs> I'm still just laughing at
3: the malevolent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, auto what?